Balasu. This morning we return to the practice of awareness of awareness as a, a preliminary platform, a foundation, to closely apply mindfulness to the mind to gain insight into the nature of the mind. Now the Buddha himself taught such a practice. It was called Vinyana Kasina, just the awareness of awareness, consciousness of consciousness. He said this is the most profound of all shamatha practices. Don't expect me to disagree. So there it is in the Pali Canon, and it runs all the way through Dzogchen. The most profound turns out to be this practice. And it's also the simplest. Not the easiest necessarily, but it's simplest. The awareness of awareness itself. So even though we're presenting this here as a foundation for engaging in this very fundamental, foundational approach to vipassana, the four applications of mindfulness, nevertheless, as you've been able to tell, I think, over the last three weeks, my background background for all of these teachings is, is always Dzogchen. It's, it's Dzogchen. I can't help it. Dzogchen means the great perfection, but I think another very useful translation is the great encompassment. And that is, from that perspective, everything else makes sense. So from the Dzogchen perspective, the biggest nest, what's the difference between a Buddha and a sentient being? It's kind of like a Dzogchen koan. I'll just give you the answer. Buddhas know who they are, and sentient beings don't. That's simple. Okay, one more. Second noble truth. Dzogchen. Why are we suffering at all? It's a simple question. It deserves a simple answer. And the answer is twofold. So it's not quite as simple as one might hope, but you have to live with that. Right. Twofold. Why are we suffering at all? Because we grasp onto that which is not I and mine as being I and mine. That's the half, first half. The second half is that we fail to recognize who we are. And that's it. That's the whole story. But it does suggest then that there's a sequence. That it's not just go for initiation, vajrasattva or whatever it may be, and then come out of the initiation thinking, Oh, boy, that's a relief. I'm a Buddha. No, you're full of bullshit. That's the, that's the phrase. If you, there's a lot of work to be done before you can authentically adopt this divine pride and pure perception. There's a lot of work to be done. And it's like having a limb that's festering, that's rotting, right? But you want to save the limb. Well, you don't wrap the limb, so there's at least one medical professional here, so tell me if I'm wrong. You don't, you take, you don't take this festering limb and then just wrap it in a gauze and say, I'm sure it's going to turn out fine. And this is, here's my healthy limb. This is my healthy limb. No, you can't do that. So 
whether this is medically correct or not, I would suggest that I'm going to stick by the metaphor, and that is you have to cut off all the dead tissue. You have to get, get all the infection out, right down to the last cell. You have to get all of it out, because that's not your limb. That's infection. That's disease. And you get every, if you can go down to the molecular level, you get every molecule out. If you have to go down to the elementary particle level, go down to the elementary particle level, but get it all out so there's none left. And when it's only healthy tissue, then you wrap it and you let it heal. But you don't want a fusion, a mixture, and a growth of something that's a mixture. So is that okay medically? Okay, good. Which is to say, we have to clean out completely, right down to the last elementary particle, every bit of false grasping that we indulge in. Every bit. You don't bring one molecule of it with you into pure vision, into divine pride. You don't bring one molecule, not one bit. You have to clean it all out. So are you your body? No, you're not even any molecule of your body. Are you your personality, your personal history? Not any of it. None of it's you. Are you your mind? No, not a schmidgen. Are you your consciousness? No, not even a moment. Dissolve your whole coarse mind. Die. <laughs> you know, die happily, lucidly, so you can come right back again. But achieve shamatha. And go right down to the substrate consciousness. Now you've scraped off all the dead tissue of everything you thought you were in this lifetime. Right? Because all of our identification, what differentiates Daniel from Martin, from Chucho, from Chudin? Why do you think you're different people? Right? It's because you're identifying with stuff that is manifest to you, that's evident to you, that you think this is what makes you unique. And it's pretty much all the stuff that arises in your body and in your mind. Right? So we'll scrape all of that off. Just die, 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 die. Like, like a submarine going dive, 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 dive. Go right down. Right down to the ground, so your submarine has hit the deck, hit the bottom of the ocean, and you've come down to an area that was pre-you. Everything you've identified with. Man, woman, this, that, human being, non-human being, deeper than that. Right down to the substrate. Come right down there. So now, you, now you're looking up and say, okay, all that stuff, that's not me. That's just bubbles. Little effervescent bubbles that last a few decades and then poof, Gone. Never was me. Right? But now you come down to a ground, you say, whoa, this ground, this has been around for a long time. The substrate consciousness, you look back, you don't see its beginning. Look forward, you don't see its end. Might this be who I am? Well, look into it. Probe into it. And see, that's just more dead skin. That's not me either. Is it unique? Yeah. So what? It's not who you are. It's just a continuum of consciousness, heavily configured by a bunch of memories, karma, and all that stuff. But it's not you, and it's not yours. When you're probing to that level, and you actually identify substrate consciousness, then you really have two options. And they, it's not necessarily an option you choose, but it is a fork in the road, and you'll go this way or that way. Something's going to happen once you've achieved shamatha, once you've penetrated to that depth, to the substrate consciousness. And that is one route, and they're both good routes. 
So this is not a good and a bad. This is just different routes, right? They're both good. And it may not be for you to choose anyway. But it's good to know that they're both authentic. And one is to tap into that substrate consciousness and recognize that beyond simply the self-grasping, this grasping under I am, in Tibetan it's called kanzaki dansi, kanzaki dansi, the grasping onto the self of a person, right, and the reification of that, that that's one type, but there's something much broader. It's like an ocean of delusion. While this is a nucleus of delusion, there's also an ocean of delusion. And that's chukidanzi, grasping onto the inherent existence of phenomena in general. That's the whole universe, everything else. So there's me, the grasping onto the nu- nuclear I am, inherently existent. And then there's the grasping onto the inherent existence of everything else, too. And they're both delusional. So once you've tapped into, you really have ascertained that substrate consciousness, then you've come right to the nucleus, right, of your personal existence. This is, this is the one that's been around for a long time, out of which the mushrooms of this identity, this identity, this identity emerge from lifetime to lifetime. But they wither away and vanish, leaving their imprints. And then you just have that continuum carrying on. When you come to that level, that dimension, then you really have two avenues you may follow. And one is to probe like with a vajra, you know, like a vajra, and pierce it, shatter it, break through like breaking, breaking glass, shatter it. This envelopment, this enclosure of I versus everything else, of mind versus everything else, my continuum versus everything else, and shatter it. You break through it. Tek chu. Tek chu. Chu means to, to cut. And tek means something hard. You take your vajra and you just smash the hell out of it. You, know? you break through. And you just break through directly, having ascertained the substrate consciousness. You just break through that right into rikpa. Then you're home. Now you're really home. Now you know who you are. That's one possibility. And knowing Rikpa, viewing reality from the perspective of Rikpa, then you just have to see. It's not possible not to see that all phenomena are empty of inherent nature. If you're viewing reality from the perspective of Rikpa, there's just no way you can be viewing reality from that perspective and simultaneously be reifying anything at all. Right. They'd be like being really lucid and still grasping onto thinking Graham's really over there in my dream. Well, that's not happening. If you think Graham's really over there, then you're not lucid. If you're lucid, then you know Graham's not really there from his own side, and you as a persona in the dream are not really here from your side. Everything is empty. How do you know that? Because you're awake. Because you're lucid. Right? So one possibility, straight, is just to smash right through that cage of an individuated consciousness, to smash it, to shatter it, to break through it, and to realize who you are. That's one possibility. That's good. That's very direct. This is Padmasambhava speaking. I mean, I'm just quoting directly from natural liberation, or if not quoting, it's saying exactly what he was intending. There's another route, absolutely authentic. And that is when you've tapped into this kind of nuclear sense of your own continuum, then realize its emptiness of inherent nature. Realize the emptiness of inherent nature of consciousness itself, your own consciousness. 
realize that emptiness. And then from that emptiness, by having direct realization of the emptiness of your own mind, not only of your core psyche, but the emptiness of your substrate consciousness, that it does not inherently exist. By really realizing that emptiness, it'll be, I'm going to do something corny. Remember, you have to remember, otherwise you're not alive in the latter part of the 20th century, the Death Star, and how Luke Skywalker comes in and he finds that one soft spot, that one little vulnerable spot in Death Star, and then he takes over manual and he sends his nuke right into there, and by hitting that one spot, it goes kapow, right? He hit the one spot, and then that just reverberated, and the whole thing went to smithereens, right? The soft spot in your revocation of the Death Star of Samsara is realizing the emptiness of your own mind. You realize that, and the, the reverberation carries right on through, and it's kind of like, like a nuclear bomb. Just, you see all the buildings just go from the center out. The grasping onto inherent existence around that, everything else just wilts. Not automatically, but everything's a pushover from that nuclear insight. Everything else is a pushover. If my awareness itself doesn't inherently exist, then how can any object my awareness possibly inherently exist? And that reification goes away. Right? Realizing the emptiness of your own mind and then all phenomena, now you're ready for pointing out instructions to realize who you're worthy of. Right? There's a sequence there. So as we go into this meditation, Following Padmasambhava. We're going to be probing right into the nature of awareness. And then releasing into space with no object. And then probing right in deeper into awareness, like a swing. Like a, like a father pushing his child on the swing, but it's, it's really for fun. And you start a little bit gently. And then the child says, more. And then more. More. And it's all fun. And the, and the father's being very careful to take care of the child all the way through. But the child wants that thrill of that <laughs> go deeper, deeper, deeper. Don't scare yourself, but just keep on going deeper. And probe through everything you ever thought you were. Until you see, from your own experience, that whoever you thought you were was empty. Fabrication. It's like a dream. Like a hallucination. Whoever you thought you were. Just probe right through it. Right into awareness itself. Until you see that with our fierce, tenacious, obnoxious, and stubborn grasping onto the sense, I am a sentient being. I am a sentient being. It starts out on the thinnest, goofiest layers. I am a man. I am a woman. I am a human being. I'm American. I'm this. Okay, just, just cut through all that. Cut through all of that. Right through, cut through, I'm a human being. You'll get over it. It's a short time, so don't get hung up there. It'll pass. But come right down to the core, right down to the level of I am a sentient being. I am a sentient being. 
What's your basis for saying that? Substrate consciousness. It's conditioned with karma, mental afflictions. It's samsara. It's your express train through samsara with no end. And go into there and see if there is no one here who is a sentient being. There is no one here who is a sentient being. Your dream that you're a sentient being is something you've concocted. And then you're fiercely holding on to it, thinking, what can I do to become a Buddha? What can I do to become a Buddha? Nothing. Get over it. You created the problem. Delusion created the problem. So let wisdom undo the problem but you can't bring the problem into the solution. If you bring one micron of your ordinary sense of identity into I am a Buddha, then you're, there's sometimes words very well, you're full of bullshit. And then you delude other people as well. some fusion of your ordinary sense of identity, and oh, by the way, I'm also a Buddha. Complete bullshit. Happens a lot. Oh, 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 look at me, I'm something special. I've not only got a Stanford PhD, but I'm also a Buddha. (laughs) You have to clean it out, all the dead tissue, right down to the last schmidgen. Totally release all grasping out of that which you are not. And only then can you realize who you are. Okay? Is it clear? Good. It's very freeing. And so much unnecessary confusion, this just evaporates. But it is step by step. So first of all, release all grasping onto everything that you are not. And everything that is not yours. All of it. Totally empty out. And then realize who you are and who you've always been. And then you'll know you're free. Find a comfortable position. Settle your body, speech, and mind in the natural state. Calm the mind. Make it serviceable. For a little while, by way of mindfulness of breathing.
Let your eyes be open and evenly rest your awareness in the space in front of you. But now's the time to reboot, and that is turn off your mind. All the activities of the mind, the focusing of the mind, outward, inward, anywhere else. Do nothing. Focus on nothing. Do not focus on anything. And just be present. Do not be distracted. Do not be grasping. Rest in unwavering mindfulness without meditating on anything or taking anything as an object. Now be aware of what's left over. When your mind, to the best of your ability, has been deactivated and you're no longer fixating on any object out there or in here, what dawns on you? What is the sun that arises above the clouds of the obscurations of the mind? What is that sun other than the luminosity of awareness itself, knowing itself? Rest in that luminous, cognizant knowing of awareness, knowing itself.
whatever thoughts come up. You may simply allow them to dissolve of their own accord. Fade right back into the space of the mind. Or you may sever them as soon as they come up. Either way, sustain a flow of non-conceptual awareness, of awareness itself. Now begin the oscillation, gently at first. By inverting, focusing, concentrating your awareness, arousing your attention, and focusing it right in upon your experience of being aware, which is to say, withdraw forcefully, forcibly from all appearances, And withdraw your awareness right into the nucleus of being aware. Awareness itself. Sheer luminosity. Sheer cognizance.
again and utterly release your awareness into space with no object. Sheer emptiness and absence of thoughts. A non-objectivity. But while ever so gently sustaining the flow of awareness of awareness itself. Then return back to the center, arousing, focusing, energetically concentrating your awareness right in upon itself. And then releasing into space with no object. Inversion and release, inversion and release. If you are new to the practice and if you find it helpful, You may, as a preliminary exercise, conjoin the oscillation with your breath, just to give you a point of orientation. As you're breathing in, of course, invert your awareness right in upon itself, and as you breathe out, release. But do this only if it's helpful. You may find it more helpful to set your own rhythm, perhaps much more leisurely than the in and out of the breath. So choose for yourself, inverting into awareness itself of the nature of luminosity and cognizance. And releasing into non-conceptual, empty, objectless space, while all the time sustaining to the best of your ability a non-conceptual flow of awareness of being aware. Continue practicing now in silence.
then let the oscillation come to a standstill. Neither out into space nor inwards into awareness, but let it come to rest right in the center with no movement, with no direction, utterly still, luminous, cognizant, knowing itself. So there are these two routes. To realize Rigpa by way of emptiness or to realize Rigpa and get realization of emptiness free. To realize the emptiness of the nature of your own awareness. Hard to imagine how you can do that if you haven't gotten a very clear, direct insight into the nature of your awareness. Conventional level, relative level. What is consciousness? It's that which is luminous and cognizant. So do you know that or not? You know? If you just think you know it, then you don't know it. Just like thinking you know chocolate without ever having tasted it. You don't know chocolate. There's only one way to know chocolate, and I put it in your mouth and taste it, right? And so I really don't know how one could possibly realize emptiness of your own mind if you haven't realized the conventional nature, what Pinjanamache was talking about as the culmination of shamatha. And likewise, when it comes to texture, this breakthrough, what are you breaking through? It's good to have the right answer because there's only one right answer to that question. And not my opinion. My opinion's irrelevant. I'm not an authority on anything except for my name. I'm not that sure about that. I was just told that's my name. What do I know? So I really know. I'm not an authority on anything. But Garab Doji, okay, he's an authority on Dzogchen. What are you breaking through? There's only one right answer, and that's your substrate consciousness. That's what you're breaking through. Not your coarse mind. If you want to break through your coarse mind, achieve shamatha. Right. You're breaking through substrate consciousness. That's the breakthrough to Rigpa. 
how are you going to break through substrate consciousness if you haven't found it? If you've not realized it, what does it mean to break through something you haven't even encountered in the first place? You're probably going to be breaking through something much more super superficial and then think, oh, I've realized Rikpa. Maybe not. Not that easy. To realize Rikpa is to realize something that an Arhat hasn't realized while still alive. Which an Arya Bodhisattva on the Sutra path has not realized. So maybe be a bit careful about making any claims in that regard. Really. My realization of Rikpa this, my realization of Rikpa that. And you're making a claim now that an Arya Bodhisattva following the Sutrayana path would not make. But you are. An Arhat wouldn't make. But you are. Vidyadadas make, and they know what they're talking about. You're actually viewing reality from the perspective of Dharmakaya. An Arhat doesn't know how to do that. An Arya Bodhisattva on the Sutrayana path doesn't know how to do that. A Vidyadhara does. So to break through to that perspective, you have to break through substrate consciousness. And that's Dzogchen. It's very straight, very direct, very unelaborate. It's for people who are, have short lives. For people who have a lot of time on their hands. Then we can go for a much more elaborated path. But if you have the sense maybe your life is a bit short, then you might want, want to go to the core and stay there. Yeah? Good. Let's stay in the center. Enjoy your day.